0: Turn, your, ma- turn in your Matthew today to your Bible, chapter 9. Turn your Bible to chapter 9 of Matthew. Let's all stand. We're going to read together. We're just going to go straight. Just go straight to Scripture. This is the calling of Matthew. And, uh, oh, yeah. Hey, when we get ready to... Hey, see, it's a good thing you did that. When we get done with church today, because I'm going to forget to tell you this, but when we get done with church today, uh, if you're a member and going to vote, you still need to go and get your kids out of the nursery and stuff so that those people can come in here and uh, take part in the election as well. So as soon as we're done, run and get your kids and come back in here, okay? Thank you for reminding me of that. Okay, this is the calling of Matthew, and I have preached from this Uh, many times and i've talked about matthew on this deal but i want to talk today about his friends and uh and the friend that he found in jesus and we're on our way to the cross but on the way to the cross you meet a lot of people and you're trying to introduce them not to something or to an idea or to a theology or to a doctrine We are trying to introduce them to a person, to someone who is real, to our friend. And uh, this has been something that's been, that I've been thinking about and the Lord's been speaking to me about and it's become very clear to me this week. And we're going to be talking about this tonight. I want to invite you back tonight. Tonight we're going to be in the old sanctuary. We're going to be sitting around tables. Uh, Hopefully you're going to get to meet people that you don't maybe know or get to know people better that you already know. But it's going to be very casual tonight and we're going to be talking just a little bit about this. It will be a little bit interactive, but it's going to be fun. And uh, just a time to be the family and to fellowship together a little bit. So I want to encourage you to come back tonight and uh, I think it'll be beneficial to you all right as jesus went on from there he saw a man named matthew sitting at the tax collector's booth follow me he told him and matthew got up and followed him while jesus was having dinner at matthew's house many tax collectors and sinners came and ate with him and his disciples <gasps> i can't believe it and when the pharisees saw this that's what they said <gasps> i can't believe it and they ask his disciples why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners and it's in parentheses and they really did that and sinners oh that's not what they did but anyway on hearing this jesus said it is not the healthy who need a doctor but the sick but go and learn what this means i desire mercy not sacrifice for i have come not to call the righteous but the sinners let's pray lord we come to you this morning our friend and we need you this morning and we need you to come and speak into our lives and help us to remind you that you are a friend a real person who is real and interactive in our life and and speaks into our days and nights and, and we can come to you just like we can come to a close friend and we can ask you and you talk to us and you communicate with us and and you're real and i pray today father that you would help us to understand that a little better and help us to help those who are coming in to knowing you help us to help them along this path and we ask these things in jesus name amen jesus was a real man and he had real friends and we've been talking about this and I want to just keep pounding you on this a little bit, but I think sometimes we think of Jesus and God as the far-off God, the cosmic God that's looking down on everybody. And we always say the man upstairs, the guy looking down, but that's not who God is. And he is all-powerful, and he is almighty, and he is all-knowing. And he reveals himself as that, and he is that, but I think sometimes when we think that way, we think of him as the unapproachable God. He's just, there's no way that I can get to him. There's no way that I can know him. And when we hear that about God and we feel like that, then we look at him sort of like, and we, as we go through the Bible, we see him and he talks about himself. And he says, you know, I was the God who, who separated the Red Sea. And we think, well, he's, he's so awesome. I, I, there's no way I could get near him. He's the pillar of fire and as he leads the Israelites and, and we're like, how, how am I going to get to know that? And he's the pillar of cloud and, and, and how am I going to get to know that? And he, and he came down and he rested on top of the mountain and he said, Moses, call him up. And the people said, you go. I, we, we just can't approach this. He is so awesome that we just can't approach him. And I think sometimes when we read in the Bible, and when we come to church, we, we think he's, I believe in him but how do I get near him? How do I get close to him? How can I hear his voice? You, we hear people talking about that and, and I, I, you guys just go on and I'll just stay back here. But that's not what God wants. God wants you to know him. God wants you to be a friend of his. He said, he said Abraham is my friend. And that was not just something for Abraham. That's not just something for Moses or someone who is super Christian or whatever. God wants to be your friend. If I had one of my friends come up here and I started talking about them, I would probably get choked up when I start thinking about all the things that people have done for me. And I want you to think about what... If you were going to introduce Jesus to somebody, what would you say? Would you say he is the God who separated the the Red Sea? He's the guy that threw all the stars into the sky. He's the guy that gets all the cosmos going. He's the guy that spoke the world into being. He's the guy that saved me. He's the guy that is with me every day as I go through life. He's my friend. He listens to me when I am heart broke. And he's all those other things, but he wants and seeks to be your friend. And we sing about him and how great he is. And for those who follow Jesus, when we're in here singing for, for us, we're singing to our friend. This morning we were asking the Holy Spirit, come And I wasn't asking some far-off something or another. I was asking my friend, hey, won't you come be with us today? Will you come? And he was here. I felt him. I knew he was here. And just like I... Can know when my wife is close and near to me and I, and I know where I am stand, where, what my standing is with her and when we're having moments when we 're talking and, and sharing life together, as real as that is, it can be just as real with God and this morning, as we were singing that song, I felt the presence of God, my friend came and was close and near. But if you are not a believer. That singing may sound kind of weird Because we don't sing like that In real life We don't sing to people We don't sing to our friends You don't see me go Pastor Sean You're rocking a big nice beard on your face That's just weird That's just weird That's not how we sing That's not how we sing is it That's not how we sing The world sings, I've got friends in low places and you all know the rest of the words, but we're not going to sing it out loud because we're in church, (laughs) but you all know the words (laughs) and that's the way it is. When we get like that, Hey, if we weren't in church and we were outside and you were with your friends, you'd sing that song. Because it's your friends, and that's what you're saying. And some of you are like, I don't know the words of that song. Liar! <laughs> but that's, how the, that's what the world sings. The world gets together and is saying, hey, we're glad to be together. And, and I got my friends here. And, and, and you know what? It's true. It's true. And it's okay for the world to sing like that. Because truth is, they don't know any better. And that's All right. I'm not saying it's good, but that's all right. But you know what? When we're in here, we should be singing with the same enthusiasm. I've got a friend in a high place, and he is my friend. And I'm glad to be here with him, and I'm glad to be here with you. And maybe some of you, you're new to what we do here. That's what we're doing. We're singing to our friend not some far-off cosmic god that can't reach down and is just far too good to be with us he's our friend and we're singing to our friend with our friends and if we get choked up it's because we remember what our friend did for us one time i got to i've been thinking about this this week and this has just been where i've been i started thinking about my friends on this earth there's three or four people if i sat up here i could not get through what they mean to me human being friends there are times that you just have to have somebody come alongside of you and if i told you about them if i told you about them i would choke up and i'd want you to meet them and i'd want you to know them and that's what God asks for us. He wants us to understand that he wants to be our friend. But when we try to talk to people, we, we talk to them about the Bible, and we talk to them about church. And, the, and we build a building, and, and it's so nice, and it's all clean, and, and it's big, and it's got stuff in it. And, and people look at that, and you know what, I'm, I think people think that that's God. That it's us getting together in the building. And I think build—I think sometimes it's a little bit imposing on people. They're like, what, is, what goes on in there? What happens in there? And then we try to talk and we, and we say, well, this is the Bible. This is the Bible. This is the Word of God. I should have told Tim to put a little bit of reverb in there. This is the Word of God. But this is what we, we do and, and I think sometimes that, that if we do that, if we if we if we if we uh, equate God to the church, then he becomes a building. And if we, you know, because that's what we invite people to. We invite people to church. Well, what is church? Well, it's a building, and it's people, and it's stuff, and it's chairs that all look alike. Well, mostly alike. And it's, and it's carpet, and everything's clean, and, and everything's uh, nice, and we don't run in the church, and we don't raise our voices, and everything's fine. And Or we equate God to the, to the Bible, and if, and if he's just a bunch of words, and then he becomes just a rule God, and he's this God that's, as all he is, is is rules, and if that's all we spout off to people, you know, you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't. And then all of a sudden, if that's all they hear, then that's what they equate God to. And I get... I get it's it's aggravating to me to listen to the world tell me what a christian is and tell me who god is he's a he's a he's a rule god and he's this and all that and and he, and, and there's stuff like that sure there is but he is a friend and what happens is when we just all we do is talk about the rules and the things that God says and this is the word of God and things like that then he doesn't become a person he's just a thing and it's not trying to understand him it's just trying to understand what the word says about him but we we need to understand him as a friend as someone who has my best interest who do you who do you like to get advice from you want to hear advice from somebody that doesn't know you or just walks in and makes a a quick judgment of you well this is what I think of you and this is what you should do you ever have somebody do that you ever have somebody that just walks in has no idea what you do has no idea what your job is I had had a we had a friend that uh, worked down at uh, Rawlings when there was a Rawlings factory down in Ava and he said that uh, they had this machine and, and they were lacing gloves or they were lacing baseballs or something like that. Some guy from corporate came in and said, you ought to be making twice as many baseballs as you're making. He said, you ever laced a baseball? You ever laced a or whatever glove? And he goes, yeah, I've laced a glove. I've laced a baseball. He goes, have at it. If you can show me how to do it faster, more power to you. I want you, I want to do that. Said so that guy came in there and he and he was way slower than this guy and he goes well I guess you're doing alright then <laughs> but I think sometimes we, we don't want to hear advice and the world does not want to hear advice from people who are not interested enough in getting to know them if you want to be able to be able to speak into someone's life you're going to have to get to know them to where they trust that anything you say might even be true You know that? We can holler at the world all at once, but it it does not care until they figure out that we might actually care about them. I love what we did last night because it was the church, but it was also the community because there are people there that I guarantee you do not go to church. But they got to see That it wasn't just a bunch of people hollering about the rules and trying to change your life or all this stuff. They just came together and said, hey, we see you hurting and we want to help you and we don't really know what to do but this is what we're going to do and God bless you. They got to see somebody get loved on last night by people who really care. And that will say more than someone Quoting the Ten Commandments over and over and over again over your life. You know who I wanted to hear the Ten Commandments from it was my mom and dad, because I knew they loved me, and they had my best interest. And who I want to hear truth from is people that I know who love me and care about me and really have my best interest. You know, I, I want to hear that. And, and so Jesus says, that's what I want to be to you. I don't want to be the far off God. I want to be your friend because you might trust your friend. You might trust what I had to say. If you knew how much I really loved you, you would, you would trust what I say. And most of the world uh, doesn't want to hear that because they don't believe God is real because they don't know him as their friend. And in the day that he lived in, I think, I think sometimes we read this story like it didn't happen. We read it and like it's just good information. Jesus was a real man, a young man who had a job, who worked, who created things with his hand. He created the world. The word says that he created the world, but he was also a carpenter. He had calluses on his hands. He stunk. I guarantee you he stunk. He sweated. He got dirty. He had dirt under his fingernails. And he was real. And he was also approachable. He had friends, real friends. He was so approachable that he walks up to Matthew and says, follow me. And Matthew drops everything and follows him. And right after he does this, he has such an impression he, he because not he does not he does not read Matthew the Bible and understand that Matthew was a Jew and he had heard the Bible his whole life. I guarantee you he had heard the Bible. He had had probably memorized much of the Torah, which would be the law. He had been in synagogue. I doubt if he was in synagogue now because he was considered a chief sinner. He was a tax collector. That's what I like about the Jews. They put tax collectors right where they need to be. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> not just a little bit. No, but no. Nah. Anyway, so, <laughs> I'm not, need to pay your taxes, but don't pay any more than you have to. That's what I always think. But anyway, that's a whole different subject. But he was approachable. And so Jesus comes to this guy who the, the law, the Bible, had not worked on. He had heard it, he had memorized it, but the Bible had not worked on him. The Bible had not drawn him in. I love the Bible. I love the word, but it had not drawn him in. He had been to church. I guarantee you that Matthew, probably most of his childhood life, had been in synagogue. Probably up until his adult life when he finally said, look, I'm going to go make money. I'm done with this bunch. And so he leaves the synagogue. The church, the church, the building, the people, the structure, the theology, the doctrine had not affected Matthew. He had gone the other way. But he meets Jesus. Jesus. He meets Jesus, a real man, a real friend. He meets Jesus and he's changed immediately. He has changed so quickly that immediately he says, hey, you need to come to my house. You need to come to my house. And I want you to read, I want you to meet all my friends. Not only, not only do, I, do I want you in my life, I want, I want all my friends to meet you too. They want, he wanted him to meet, not, not, hey, let's all come have Bible study, and I'm not against Bible study. He doesn't say, oh, let's all go to the synagogue. I've met Jesus, let's all go to the synagogue. He does not say that, which I probably shouldn't be preaching this because this is kind of what I do. But he doesn't say, hey, let's go to the synagogue. I'm gonna get all my buddies to come to the synagogue. Do you think, do you think that if Matthew would have said, hey, let's all go to the synagogue, what do you think all of his sinner friends would have said? Nah. We ain't going. But he said, hey, why don't you come meet my friend? Why don't you come meet my friend? You know how unimposing it is to have someone meet a friend? I was there last night, and we were introducing people, and, I'm friends with Wayne and and Wayne had some friends there that I'd never met before. And Wayne said, This is my this is my old pastor. And they they ran off. Oh, they didn't run off at all. Why? I'm Wayne's friend. I'm Wayne's friend. Man, I'm glad to meet you. And I've probably been guilty of this. But I think sometimes we say, hey! here here there's what you need this is what you need right here 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 you need to come to church Ah! I'm, i'm just being honest i'm telling you this is this is god speaking to me why don't we hey won't you meet my friend won't you meet my friend And all this other stuff, do we need this? Yes. Do not leave this place and think, well, pastor is just anti-church and anti-Bible. No. But wouldn't it be easier to meet a friend? And we invite people to be part of us. And we talk and act almost like Jesus is some sort of a fictional character instead of a real friend. And I want us to look at people that Jesus met. Jesus met Matthew and said that he was, he was a thief and he was a, all this stuff. He was not in church, but he was a real person. And if you go into the Amplified Bible, it says that the people that he met there were especially wicked especially wicked and Matthew didn't go in there and said hey I got, a, I got a new Bible I want you to read this Matthew says hey here's my friend here's my friend you know it's easier to meet a friend than it is to meet somebody with a Bible I'm not saying the Bible's bad the Bible's how we know the friend but how are we coming to people Are we asking him to be our friend? He was a person. And nobody here runs off from him. It doesn't say that the especially wicked people came in and said, Oh, Jesus is here. I can't be here. I'm going to have to go someplace else. They didn't leave. They're like, Hey, glad to meet you. It doesn't say that all of them were saved, but I'm sure some of them were. And they saw what had happened in Matthew's life. And Matthew said, It's because I've met this guy. He's changed my life. And they were interested enough that they stayed around to listen. Maybe if we approach people with, hey, this is my friend. Maybe they'd be more open to that. He didn't come to church. These friends didn't go to church, they didn't go to a singing. They came and met Jesus because Matthew said, hey, he's my friend. Samaritan woman. Jesus does not meet her in church. The church had had no effect on her. The law had had no effect on her. She had heard the law. She had heard the church. But when she meets Jesus, she changes. And he cuts through. This is a. This is a. This is talking about racial uh, problems. The Jews hated everybody. I don't know if they hated everybody, but they just didn't like a lot of people. They're kind of like, I don't know, us. They say, oh, you're this, so I don't like you. You're this, so you're stupid. You're this, so uh, my mom knew somebody like that, so I don't want anything to do. I mean, we, 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 we see people, this is how we work, this is how we roll. We see people immediately make judgments about them. And this is what Jesus is trying to cut through. And he comes to her. First of all, she's a woman, which men didn't speak to women back then. And second of all, she's a Samaritan, which were the dumbest people on the face of the earth if you were a Jew. They were scum. And Jesus just rolls right in there and says, hey, I'm going to talk to this Samaritan woman. And the disciples are like, we're going to get something to eat. (laughs) We don't want to see this. She didn't run off from him. Because he was real. He was real. And she talked to him. And she goes to the rest of the village and said, hey, I found a Bible study. I went to church. She doesn't say that. She goes, I met a guy. I met this guy. And he knows everything about me. And he's changed me. I met a guy. I met a man. I have a friend. This person has changed me, and I'd like for you to meet them. And I think the problem is in us. And here and there's, there was no miracles, no miracles, no walking on the water, no feeding five thousand people, nothing, nothing, just Jesus, just Jesus, and it changed her for forever. And the word says, because of her testimony, that many people in that town came to know Christ. Her friend. Her friend. They didn't have a revival. I'm not against revivals. They didn't have a singing. I'm not against singing. I just sang. I, can, I like to sing. They didn't have church. They said, Here's my friend. Now, am I against all those things? No, I'm very much for those things. That's what I do. And I think they're very helpful, and I think they're very productive. But I think we would be more productive if we realized that Jesus is a person and we introduced him to people as our friend. Not an idea or a theory or a book or a concept, but that he is real. And we need to follow a person, not a cause, not a religion, not a church, but a real person. My reason, my purpose is a person, a real person. And a real person can make a difference in your life. I was talking to Clayton Cottle the other day. He walks in my office. He's getting, Clayton used to play our drums. He walks in the office the other day, and he's getting married here in May or so. And he just talks completely different because everything's revolving around his relationship with this girl. Yeah, I had to ask if I could do this and ask to do that. I mean, you're so married. <laughs> and I remember, I remember, I mean, I remember back when I was dating. When I, before I dated, before I dated, I would get up 15 minutes before I had to leave and I would walk in there and take a shower and roll out the door and in the door as the last bell's ringing because I did not want to get to school any quicker than I needed to get there. Oh, but then I met a friend. My dear, sweet Cindy. Well, I started getting to get into school about 20 minutes early. Not because I wanted to know any more about the books. And not because I wanted to be part of the school, but I had a real person who had interacted with my heart. And it changed me. I wanted to be there early and I wanted to stay late because I met someone. And you say, oh, pastor, that was just love. That's what this is. You know what that is? That's what this is. I remember after Alan Rose first started coming to church, God God moved on him, and he, I seen him. I seen him one night, and we'd had church several nights, and he said, "I just love being here." He said, "I just want to be here all the time." I said, "Why is that?" He goes, "Because Jesus." Because I love the services. And the singing, and the preaching, and I want to be part of the church. No, I love Jesus. I love Jesus. Am I against all those things? No. That's what I do. But it's Jesus that changes us. I want to ask you this morning. Here's the question. Are you showing anybody who your friend is? Does anybody know who your friend is? If they're watching you and around you very long, do they know that Jesus is your friend? Or is Jesus just this to you, or just this to you? Is he just something you do on Sunday and something that you mark off your list, or is he just something that you kind of read and kind of have some knowledge about? When I met Cindy, I'm going to tell you what. It changed me. And people knew that she was part of my life. My friends would say, hey, you want to go do this? I'm going, I'm busy Friday night. You want to go frog gigging? Joe, you want to go frog gigging? No, I'm going with Cindy. We're going to do something. I just left, I just broke up with Joe. (laughs) Didn't I? (laughs) He's still mad about it. (laughs) Me and Joe were best friends. We were always running around, but it changed because I had something. It was real. It was real. Is it real with you like that, or is it just this and this? I just want to tell you this morning: it's supposed to be real with a person. Wants to stand this morning. I don't even know what the response is today. I want Lance come. I don't know what the response is today, but uh, I'll tell you what my response was. It was just it was just like I had, uh, God just gives you new light sometimes. You know what I'm saying? And I was just like, God, I just had not, uh, I just had not seen you like that. Like you just showed me this week. It just fresh and new to me and just, I just felt like I saw him better than I ever saw him before. You say, Pastor, you not living like you're supposed to? i am tell you what, if you're living like you're supposed to, God's going to always show you new light. And I'm so glad that he does. But my friend came along and said, if you, you remember we're friends, right? Because we have a tendency to get, we can even get busy in this stuff. Doing the really good things, we can get busy in this studying and knowing everything we can about Him. And sometimes we forget He's my He's my friend. That has been so real to me this week, my friend. If you need to pray this morning and just say, "God, you know what? I kind I kind of forgot that." And God, I'm sorry that I haven't maybe told people like I was supposed to. And God, I'm, I'm sorry that I have, have treated you like you're some far off something or that you're this, that you're a church and, and, and that if I'm a part of church, then everything's all right with us. God, I'm sorry I forgot that you're my friend. Or maybe this morning, you don't know him as your friend. Maybe this morning you don't know him at all, that you've heard the rules and you've come to church. I'm going to tell you what this morning you don't have to leave not knowing Jesus you can know Jesus this morning you say well how would I know Jesus come and pray and say God I want to know you and you know what you'd be all over that he's not going to say well I don't want to know you you're not, you're not good enough he is waiting for you to say I just want to know you I want to know who Pastor Brian's talking about. My friend. He's my friend. He's my friend. He saved me. When I was a little kid, I was the chief sinner. Because we all are. And when I was in high school, he saved me from stuff that I could have got into. He said, my friend saved me because I loved him so much. I didn't want to do the things I shouldn't do. And my friend has brought healing into my family. He touched my wife once and just healed her. My friend did that. And my friend has helped me as I've raised my kids there were times I didn't know what to say in her life and my friend came in and said, this is what you need to say. This is what you need to do. My friend. I want you to know my friend. Do you know my friend? You can this morning. He's real. He's real. We're going to sing this morning. If you want to know my friend, come to the altar and just say, I want to know you. I want to know who they're singing about. I want to know who this book is about. I want to know who changed the person that invited me. I want to know you today. You can know the friend. We're going to open up the altar. If you need to pray, come and pray.